say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of First Thessalonians. That's the book that Paul wrote, letter that Paul wrote, the first letter to the church in Thessalonica. First Thessalonians chapter number four, we're going to read from verse one. Are you there? Can I start reading? Finally, then, my, finally then, brethren, we urge you and exhort in the name of Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you have received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. For you know what commandment we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God. Your sanctification. Someone say your sanctification. That you should abstain from sexual immorality. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That no one should take advantage of you and defraud his brother in this manner, because the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we also forewarned you and testified. For God did not call us to uncleanliness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God, who has also given us his Holy Spirit. But concerning brotherly love, you have, not, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you, you do so towards all the brethren who are in Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also Aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and work with your own hands as we commanded. Verse 12 says that, that you ought that you may walk properly towards those who are outside, that they and they may lack nothing. Amen. Amen. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Right. We've been talking about commitment this whole year, isn't it? It's our year of commitment. And we started by saying that a life that is laid, is laid without commitment is not a, a life worth living. Many of us don't achieve much in life because we are not uh, committed to anything we say we want to do. Some of us start school, start business, start a relationship, start things. But because we, are, we lack commitment, we don't finish and we don't see the maximum effect of whatever we want or we, we are hoping to do. Are you with me? When I say commitment, I mean total dedication towards that thing that you want to be committed to. Amen. Amen. Some of us, our marriages are not as beautiful as ought to be because we are not committed to the marriage. 
We are inside the marriage, but we are looking at Susanna. We are inside the marriage, but we are looking at Linda, Jessica, Martha, Mary. We are looking at other people. We are in the marriage, but we wish we were married to somebody else. Some of us, we are in business, but we wish we were a doctor. And so we don't give our best to the business we are in. Rather, we complain and we moan about what we don't have. Am I talking to somebody? We are never committed to anything. So we don't achieve what we need to achieve. Amen. Amen. Some of us, we don't enjoy Christianity. We don't enjoy the work of, that we are in God because we are not committed to our Christian life. We are in Christ, but our lives don't reflect Christ. We are in Christ, but there we, we, we are also in the disco. We are in Christ, but there's nothing different from us with our neighbors. Same. So we don't enjoy anything. Um, I've seen people go to the beach and they want to swim, but they don't enjoy swimming because they are jumping up and down at the shore. How many understand what I'm saying? So long as the sea is up to your knees, you are not swimming. You are jumping in water. There's a difference between jumping in water and swimming. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Because we, are, we want to swim, but we are not committed to swimming. We want to swim, but we don't really know how to swim. And we haven't bothered to learn how to swim. Am I making sense to, to you? We, we are not committed to swimming. We are not committed to uh, uh, our jobs. We are not committed to our marriages. We are not committed to our schooling. That is why we are failing because we never study. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. So, so I believe this year God has given us that theme that we have to be totally committed to whatever we are doing. Totally committed to what God has called us to do. Amen. And Paul was writing a letter to the uh, Thessalonians and he says that, listen, you are a wonderful church. You are a good church. You have, you have accepted God. You have accepted the faith. Verse 1. Put verse 1 back on. You have accepted the faith. Finally, you see, anytime anybody's talking and they mention the things, this, that, the other, and they mention finally, that means they are putting emphasis, isn't it? They are putting emphasis because they are trying to sum up what they, whatever they were saying. And Paul is saying that finally then, brethren, we urge and exalt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you should abound more and more just as you have received of us how you ought to what? Walk and to please God. Hallelujah. There are two things going on there. The first thing is walking, and the second thing is pleasing God. When somebody is walking, it connotes that the person is in a continuous motion. The person is making progress. When you are walking, you are not standing at the same place. When you are walking, you are not static, you are in motion. And so our walk with God is supposed to be an upward motion. It's supposed to be something that is 
always progressing. We are progressing. If you want to start a journey from here to the city center, so long as one foot is in front of the other, one foot is in front of, it doesn't matter how slow your pace is, you are getting closer and closer to your destination. And you are moving further and further away from your starting point. Am I making sense? And here, Paul was saying that move closer and closer and closer towards your relationship with God. Amen. You must move closer and the aim is to please God. Somebody say, please God. Please God. You know, I was thinking about it. If you want a title for this uh, message, it's committed to pleasing God. Being committed to pleasing God. One we will be talking about maybe for a couple of weeks. We, we, we need to understand that our relationship with God is for one thing and one thing alone. Some of us believe that once you are saved, you are saved by faith, not of works, isn't it? That you should boast. Uh, uh, put uh, Ephesians 2.8 on there, on, on there for me. Uh, it's true. It's true that we didn't do anything for salvation. We, we didn't die to save our own selves. For by grace have you been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of what? God. So salvation is a gift of God. That is true. But there is a reason for your salvation. Next verse. It is a gift. It is not of works, lest any man should boast. Next verse says that, for we are what? His workmanship. We are his workmanship, which means that we are his handiwork. And he goes on to say, we've been created in Christ Jesus for what? So our salvation is for good works. We've been saved to do good works. Are you with me? We've been saved to do something. So when, once you are saved, it doesn't mean that I'm saved, so that's it. I can go back to sleep. It doesn't mean that I'm saved, so now I can go back to sinning. I am saved, but I've been saved for a reason. I've been saved to work towards something. I've been created to work in, in Christ Jesus for good works, which are prepared beforehand that I should what? Walk in them, which means that my work is not just a static work. It's supposed to be a progressive. You see, walk there again. You have to walk in the work, which means that your work is not just quiet time. It's not just Sunday. If the weather is nice, I come to church. Weather permitting and the cold being okay. I will come. No, 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 no. He says that you must walk in the work. Which means that you need to progress in the work that you are doing. You need to progress in your relationship with God. Amen. We have been called to please God. You know, I was thinking about it. Are you okay? Everybody is very quiet, so I'm wondering. Am I in the right church? All right. David, am I in the right church? Okay. If David said I'm in the right church, I'm in the right church. Because I was wondering whether I'd gone to the, the mass. <sighs> okay. You know, I was wondering, I was wondering that if somebody chooses a bride, they've chosen a bride uh, with, with whatever. Uh, there, there is a reason why you chose her, her 
above all the other women you could have chosen. Are you with me? So when you choose the, the person, that person ought to be smart to understand that they didn't choose you just because of your beauty. You are not chosen just because you have good teeth. You are not chosen just because you have good legs. You are not chosen because you are, you are funny or, or anything else. You, you've been chosen, but you need now to justify the choice the person made. Which means that you need to please the person who chose you. You know, in the in, in, in Nigerian culture, when they are getting married, when somebody is getting married, I don't know whether it's all the Nigerian culture or just one. Uh, uh, maybe David will correct me. Uh, uh, they, 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 they give, they, they, they put a palm wine or a drink in, in the glass or in the calabash or whatever, and they give it to uh, the lady that go and present the calabash or the drink to the man of your choice. It's an Igbo tradition. Okay. So, you, you are supposed to take the, 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 the drink and then you dance around, dance around through all the men that are there. You dance and dance and dance and dance. And then when you get to the man of your choice, you are supposed to kneel and present the drink to the man. Okay, are you, are you following? And that, that declares to everybody, everybody there that amongst all the men here present, I have chosen Mr. Prinkinston as my husband. Amen. Because for me to have chosen Prinkinston, Prinkinston must have uh, uh, pleased me. So now that I have given you my calabash of balm wine, to drink, and you have drunk it, you now have to take me home. Isn't it? You have to take me home, and you have to make me happy. Just as I have to make you happy. Amen. Our Christian life, the, the Bible describes us as the bride of Christ. Okay? We, we turn with me to Isaiah. Let me, let me give you scriptures. People from Hull, welcome. Oh, put your hands together for them. Uh, Isaiah 54, verse 5. And then uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 2. Isaiah 54, verse 5 says that for your maker is your husband, isn't it? The Lord of hosts is his name, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Hallelujah. He is your husband. He has chosen you. In, in 2 Corinthians, what's the next, the, 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 the next verse I said we should look at? Okay, 2 Corinthians 11, to say that, for I am jealous of you with godly jealousy, for I have betrothed you to one husband, that I may present you a chaste virgin to Christ. So we've been betrothed to Christ. We've been engaged to Christ. If you have been engaged by a man, you don't go out and spend the night with another man. 
I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. It's like at 5.30 a.m., you know how in a certain continent, they have, they, when they are coming in the morning, they have cover cloth. Yes, they cover cloth and they are coming. You are coming from another man's room. When you've been betrothed to another man, there is something wrong with you, isn't it? There is something wrong with the equation if you are looking at somebody else or you are in somebody's bedroom when you've been engaged to somebody else. It means you are not pleasing the original person who has engaged you. You are not pleasing God if you are pleasing another man. We are talking about committed to pleasing God. Our calling is to please one person and one person alone. It is God. I said salvation is free. We have been saved through faith. It's not of any work, but we've been saved for a reason. We've been called to please, please God. And pleasing God is a progressive thing, which means that as you start, you continue and continue and continue until you, 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 you become very well versed in pleasing God. Amen. So, with all that said, Paul decides to teach us how we can walk in areas that will please God. If you want to please God, you need to know the areas that pleases God. For instance, if you want to please me, all right, and you go into the kitchen, you want to really cook for me, and you go into the kitchen, and you spend three hours or four hours, and you cook the nicest uh, lobster or the nicest shrimps, and you bring that this is a very good, you know, good dinner that you are bringing to me to eat. Sliced lemon on uh, shrimps, fried, you know, with all the beautiful garnishes and all that that you put on. If you present it to me, I will say thank you, but you have wasted your time. You see, people are shocked. Yeah, because I don't do shrimps. Are you understand what I'm saying? If, on the other hand, if you get meat, with bohab early nama. What is Bohebeli Nama? If you are from South Africa, you know what it is. And you present it, then you are pleasing me. Are you understand what I'm saying? Don't think about food. I'm just talking about. <laughs> Somebody else will like lobster. Somebody else will like, you know, uh, shrimps and all that. One day I tried eating shrimps because my kids were laughing at me that I'm not sophisticated enough to eat shrimp. So I wanted to prove to them that I am a well-traveled man. I've been to the, the ends of the world so I can eat shrimps. And we went to a restaurant. And I ordered, they ordered shrimps and I also ordered shrimps. I said, as of today, I'll prove to these people that I am the man. I ate one. I ate the other one. Then I tempted the third one. And as I tempted the third one, the shrimp and my throat decided to have a conversation. 
One told the other that you are not welcome here. So you better leave. I mean, the whole restaurant stopped eating. Everybody stopped whatever they were doing. Everybody, some were bringing me water, somebody's bringing me bread, somebody's bringing me, somebody's doing CPR, somebody's trying to. (laughs) And since then, I haven't tried it again. I don't know what you don't like. But I'm saying that there are things that people don't, it don't please people, some people. Are you with me? So whoever you are, you are trying to please, you must know who they are and their likes. If you, are working, if you want to please God, you must know the things that pleases God. Amen. Because the thing that pleases Satan doesn't please God. So if you are trying to use what pleases Satan to please God, you are in trouble. Am I talking to somebody? So the, the first thing that Paul talks about, let's go down. We are in first Thessalonians, isn't it? Let's go down. Go down, go down, next verse. Next verse. He says that for this is the will of God, your sanctification. So now Paul is telling us, if you want to please God, the first thing is your sanctification. When we say sanctification, it sounds like a very, you know, technical word, isn't it? But sanctification just simply means your cleanliness. Uh, I don't know whether you understand me. You, you have to be clean. Uh, Bible says that anyone that comes to God must come with clean hands. Because without clean hands, you cannot approach him. Uh, are you with me? He says that you need to walk. Remember we, we talked about walk. Walk in sanctification. A progressive lifestyle that makes sure that you are clean all the time. And when we talk about this, I know some people are trying to switch off because they've seen sex and sexual immorality, which they may be feeling guilty about it now. So now they are trying to switch off the message. But please don't switch off. Before you switch off, hear me. Uh, I don't know whether you understand. Before you switch off, just, just, just allow me. Somebody said, said to me one day, allow me to die before you bury me. Don't try burying me whilst I'm still alive. So please don't try to bury me whilst I'm still talking. Let me die first, then you can bury me. Uh, am I talking to somebody? The will of God is that you stay sanctified. A good example of sanctification is David. David we know was a man who had issues. Yeah. How many know David had issues? When you talk about sexual immorality, David was there. When you talk, you talk about murder, he was there. When you talk about you know, disobedience, lying and everything, he was there. You know, but in spite of all his many sins, he always led a life of sanctification, which means that as soon as he's finished his sins, he is the first to say, I have sinned. Cleanse me. I, I, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. There are some people, when they disobey God, or they go against God, or they sin, then for like a month, they don't pray anymore. Uh, don't, 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 look at, don't look guilty. Just look at me. Nobody will know I'm talking about you. <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. It's like you have gone and done something. Then you rather who has sinned, you are the one you are angry with God. As if God was the one who sinned for you. And some also have this habit that when you have done the wrong, and like as I'm preaching right now, you, you are, uh, uh, it's, uh, after all, it's, it's the modern world. This, this type of thing is, is in the Bible days. It doesn't apply. They didn't have internet on, 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 on in uh, the days of uh, Paul. So you don't understand. Pornography is, is, is a modern day, you know, challenge. challenge. If Paul had that pornography thing, maybe he would have also uh, uh, had that challenge. You, you understand? So, you see, you are, having, you are trying to defend something that you must not defend. Because it has nothing to do with what you like. What, you understand? Like you presented uh, lobster and shrimps. Because that's what you like. And you thought that because you like it, I must like it. I, don't li- I like what I like. And I don't like what I don't like. Are you with me? Same way God likes what he likes. And God doesn't like what he doesn't like. And he's telling us what he doesn't like. And what he doesn't like is he doesn't like a life full of sin. Full of hypocrisy. Full of sexual immorality. He says that abstain from it. Amen. Amen. The place is going quiet. Uh, the place is going quiet. I, I, I knew, I knew, I knew that today was going to be quiet. So I brought the whole bag of amens. Preach on, pastor. Preach on. Preach on, pastor. I, I don't need you to say amen. I'm saying my amen, amen for me. Pastor. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, I know we live in this age where everything is out there. It is not easy to stay holy and pure. But it is a walk. Holiness is a walk. Progress. Progress. It is possible for you to live a pure life. It is possible to live a pure life. Even in this generation. It is possible to be sanctified. It is possible to abstain from youthful lust. Hallelujah. It is possible to live a chaste and holy life. It is possible. Amen. Verse 4. So now Paul is showing us that each of you must know how to possess their own vessel. Know how to possess your body. Um, I don't know. You see, listen. Listen. Let me talk to you. Talk to her. Because if you get angry, I don't mind. Talk to her. Talk to her. If you know that going to Big Barry's room always leads to trouble. Do not be seen in Barry's room. Uh, for, for, for you, when Barry calls, you know, and when he drops his voice, Hello, baby. You know, I've been missing you for a long time. I haven't seen you in a while. Today, I was looking at a picture. And I kissed your picture because I missed you so much. Uh, 
when are you going to come by, baby? I'm really dying to dying of your love. Can I have a feel of your warm embrace? You know, and those things, they do something to you. Give the phone to your friend to take the call and pass that, that message to you because your friend, hello baby, doesn't affect your friend. It is you that it affects. Or if you like, tune your, 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 your phone to a high-pitched voice. So even though he's saying, hello, baby, sounds, hello, baby. <laughs> if you can do that. Or don't answer the call. It is, you see, it, it, it is learning what your weaknesses are. So that you'll be able to possess your body. Are you with me? So that you're able to say, this thing doesn't work for me. Uh, you, you know, if I were to pass the microphone to all the ladies, they'll tell you there are some women is the hairy chest. When when they see it, something there's some is the is the perfume. I only have one. I have only have one real person in the church. So maybe I'll stand here and preach because the rest, I don't think they are real. They are trying to, you see, everybody's got their church face on. It's like, trying to be what you are not. Listen, we, 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 we. Just calm down. I've got you covered, don't worry. I've got you covered. You see, you, you know yourself. This is my weakness. If I want to please God, then I must learn how to possess my body. Possess, you know. He said, as for me, when I go onto the internet and I go to bigmama.com. Hey, don't go. I'm coming for protection. Holding the horns of the altar as I preach. Lord Jesus, help us. Give your password to your friend. Let them change your password and put a child under age lock so that you can't go to certain sites if that is your issue. Are you with me? Whatever it is, you know your weakness more than I do. So learn how to possess your body. Possess your vessel. Possess yourself as you live to please God. I don't know whether I'm talking to you. Uh, Because, you see, a vessel that is in sanctification and honor is a vessel that pleases God. Uh, Am I talking to somebody? Why do you want to put yourself in a place where you always fall? Did I tell you about my choir, choir member? I had a choir member. They, and they, this sister was genuine, trying to live for God. You know, come to choir rehearsal, sing and everything. I was a choir director, you know, so every time I'm in charge of everybody there. And one day she called me after, after rehearsal. I said, Chris, I'm struggling. And I said, what is the problem? I said, I have this guy. You know, 
have stopped with him. But he keeps coming to my house. And each time he comes to my house, by the time he's leaving, my back is on the ground. My back is on the bed. And we've had sex. And I'm not happy about it because I want to really do well in God. How many will agree that it's, 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 that is some of the contradictions we face? We really want, we really love God. We really want to serve God. But sometimes that weakness. Uh, somebody said the spirit is willing, but the, <laughs> the body is weak. It is that thing that always makes us, you know, it, it, it incapacitates us. You know, so this, this is that said. Um, one day she called me. She called me. <laughs> The guy has called that he's coming. The guy has called. I said, sister, leave the house. She said, no, 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 no. Eh, eh, I've decided what to do. I said, no, leave the house. No, 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 I've decided something. You you wait. This time, I promise you, that's why I've called you. If nothing will happen, I said, okay. She went to wear, you know those type of jeans that you need three of your roommates to take it off? You know, two are here pulling this side, two are here pulling this side. To, for the, the trousers. How many know what I'm talking about, sisters? You know, the skin, the one that you have to jump before <laughs> the trousers comes up. You know the one I'm talking about. And once it gets, it gets the waist, for it to come to the hip, you need a lot of action. Say, so as for today, then she put the belt. You know those type of Moses belt that <laughs> protects everything here? Firm, strong. Today, nothing will happen. She has put the whole armor of God. <laughs> Breastplate of righteousness is here. The belt of truth is on. <laughs> the garment of stretch jeans is also on. Today is today. I see big bobo don't care about stretch jeans. Or Moses belt. You know, so... So when Big Bobo came through, by the time the phone rang again, my sister was crying. And I was like, how did it happen? Somehow, Big Bobo was able to take the jeans off. We know no defeat. Oh, you too. You are putting me in trouble. Let me stand here. The Bible says that free, youthful, last, isn't it? Is it First Timothy? Or is <sighs> I can feel I can feel a lot of resistance from here. Eh? Uh, don't worry. I know. I know. I also know the the issues. Second Timothy two twenty two. What does it say? Let's read it together. Ready? Go. Flee what? Youthful lust. What does that mean? It means last is part of youth. 
It means that once your blood is hot, you feel when he drops his voice. Hi, baby. <laughs> Hallelujah. To pursue righteousness, it also means fleeing from the last. One day a brother came to me and said, Pastor, cut it off. And I said, what should I cut off? Say, Pastor, cut it off. What should I cut off? Pastor. He said, I really want to serve God. But my problem. If only you could chop this off. I said, brother, if I chop this off and you marry, what would you do? Listen, 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 listen. I know there are issues. Yeah, but the Bible is saying that possess your body. You see, he would not say possess your body if it was impossible for you to possess your body. He would not say flee if he didn't give you legs. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Are you sitting and looking guilty? Look at me and smile. They won't know I'm talking about you. I'm talking to you. That's why I'm not looking at your face. Where should I look? Okay, I'll look at grandma. I'll look at grandma. Oh, I, okay. So listen. Let me. Anyway, let me, let me move on before I get in trouble. My time is already up. Next verse, next verse. Go back to what we're talking about. Not in passion of lust like the Gentiles, which means that passion and lust is something that is is a, a lifestyle for the Gentiles. Those who don't believe in God, they have that lifestyle. But for you, God has not called you to that lifestyle. For you, God has given you a, a, a measure to be able to, to, to resist. How many of you, as soon as you, you ended up doing what you didn't have to do, you felt guilty? That guilt is, is your, the spirit of God inside of you telling you that this is not the right thing. And so long as that thing is working, it means God is working inside of you. You understand what I'm saying? Because for the unbeliever, there is no conscience. As soon as he's finished with Shawanda, he's moving to Jessica. From Jessica, he's going to Hannah. From Hannah, he's going to Mary. Um, People are preaching my message for me. It's not easy. Verse 6. Verse 6. That no one should take advantage of and defraud you so long as somebody has your number, they can take advantage of you. Preach, Pastor. I mean, ladies, have you ever been with a boy? You know, he, he uses you as a booty call. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know the booty call? Yeah. Preaching, preaching. Oh, can I say booty call? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You know, you know that that type of phone call is, is, is you know this phone call is sex. He is not coming because he wants to. He wants your company. He's just coming around to have sex. Five minutes after the sex, he's gone. And you think it only happens to uh, ladies. It happens to guys. There are some ladies that will call. I'm coming over. He's not, she's not coming over because she wants, she wants anything from you. It's not because she wants your company. She's just coming for sex. How do I know? Because if you look, as she's taking her under, uh, clothes off, look at the underwear that she's showing you. She prepared from home because she knew she would take them off. Oh, you didn't clap. If you don't clap, it means I haven't done a good job. I have to stay there and give another example. If you want me to move on, you clap, then I move on. If you don't clap, then it means I should stay there. And I have all day. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Check her perfume that she came to the house with. And, and, and if you, in case you are still doubting, after sex, count how many minutes it takes for her to disappear from the house. Because once she's finished, you are not the reason why she came. She's had whatever she wants. She's off. That is being defrauded. <laughs> You've just been used. You know, uh, uh, give, give, me, give me a bottle of water. Give me a bottle, a bottle of a can of Coke or something. Anything, anything, anything you have. Uh, uh, see, nobody would drink the content of this thing and still keep it. Ooh, I like the bottle. Ooh, I'm going to keep this bottle for the next 20 years. Nobody does that. What they are interested in is what? The content. As soon as they finish with the content, they just discard it. In the same way, as soon as he's had the sweetness of you, the next thing is that he's throwing you away. You see, and then maybe he'll go and tell his friend that this one is an easy. Especially in the, in the universities, isn't it? By the time you realize about five friends have cleared you. I say if you clap, I'll leave them. If you don't clap, I'll stay there. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it may not, it may not, it, it, I don't know why I'm standing here because I don't want you to feel I'm talking. Listen, it, it, it may not feel very bad now. But the next 10 years, when you are married to an honorable man and you're going somewhere, you do, to your honorable husband, you've gone into a, 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 an honorable place, and then you get there and you see Barry. Barry had you at the bus stop. Had you behind the KFC wall. Had you in between two cars. And then you see Barry. Then as you are looking, you see Larry. As you are looking, you see uh, uh, Ken. Then you see... This one four times. This one five times. This one... As for this one, I can't count. 
And meanwhile, this honorable man. You see, that is when you realize how you've been defrauded. Especially one day you are home trying to uh, cook it for your honorable husband who is bringing his honorable uh, business partners to, to the house. And they come and as they get, they, you open the door, hello! Now, now you're wondering, do I say something to my husband? That I know this yeah. I say, eh, nice meeting. You know how the hand the, that the women get nice meeting. <laughs> and and, and uh, you know, men to like conquest when they. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> this one done. This one. <laughs> One day, a sister was singing beautifully in church. I was behind the keyboard playing. And she was singing, you know, like how uh, Abigail sang. you not, the, the, the voice stopped in the middle of the note. So I was, do I go on or do I stay there with her? You know, and, and it took her about 10 seconds to recover and flow in the song because as she was singing, Barry walked in. And she said that I remembered the places. As, I, as he one walked in, I remembered the bus stop here, there. The. I think my Wednesday church have, has come to, <laughs> they've come to Sunday. <laughs> my Wednesday church is in Sunday now. You see, and see, that, that is, you see, when morality or sexual immorality is the only gift you give to yourself. Or the only curse you curse yourself. Are you, are you understanding? When you become morally pure, you are not doing anybody a favor. You are doing your own self a favor. When you decide to live right, you are not doing anybody a favor. You are preserving your life. Have you not seen any of your friends who were like very, very promiscuous and after a few years, they look very old? How many know what I'm talking about? They look beaten and haggard. Old. I, 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 I'm telling you this. Can, can, I, can I tell you a secret? Can I tell you a secret? Please don't tell anybody. I'm telling you a secret. I've been a pastor for... I've been a pastor for a while. And majority of the um, counseling session where people are trying to divorce, which 
boils down to three main things. Money, sex, or faithfulness, whatever. And communication, three things. Majority of the sex issues that is bordering on divorce is because one or both parties were sexually active in their young days. And now that they are married, they've gone on early pension. Early retirement. Because they are tired. Menopause. Menopause. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Listen, I, I am not telling you, I'm not telling you a story. I am telling you something that happens. You will realize that this girl in a young teenage was sleeping with any and everybody. And now that she's in her 20 something, 30 something, she's married. She's on pension. Then this unfortunate young man, his blood is still hot. He wants to jump. My friend, sleep. And the man says, I don't, I want to leave. Because you have gone on early pension. I didn't start the song. You started it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me move on. Let me move. This, this, this girl, she's a bad girl. Move on. Next one. For God did not call us to what? Uncleanliness. God didn't call us for us to remain in our sexual mess. Amen. He called us to cleanliness. So we must ensure that we possess our body to the point that we can stay sexually pure. Amen. Amen. Oh. It means I didn't work. So let me start again. God did <laughs> I told me I have time. If you clap, I'll move on. If you don't clap, I'll stay here. God did not call us to uncleanliness. Are you with me? He called us to holiness and purity. And I said, holiness and purity is a gift you give to yourself. Are you with me? You, 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 will be, you will live longer and healthier when you stay pure. You see, for, for, for some of us, uh, of a certain age bracket, you know, when you see your mates, you see that they have a reunion, school, old school reunion, and they take a picture and you're looking at them. They look about 20 years older than you. Meanwhile, some of them are older than them. And because they battered the body with alcohol, with uh, drugs. You see, them, this guy. <laughs> One day I showed my son. My, my mate in school, she, she, he was like, no, this can't be. I said, this is my mate. The guy looks like 70 years old. Hallelujah. Let us possess our bodies. Amen. Next verse. Therefore, he who rejects this does not reject man, but God who has given us the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So what I'm saying, if you reject it, you are rejecting God. 
If you keep what I'm saying, you are keeping God. Are you getting it? Because when, how long are you going, oh God, I've sinned. Oh God, I've sinned. Oh God, I've sinned. Shall grace, shall sin abound because of grace? No, we can't keep sinning and asking God to forgive us. At a point, you've got to learn to walk in holiness. So start from today. I said, it doesn't matter the pace you are going. If you start from here, you want to get to a city center, what's going to happen? One foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. You will get there. So start from today. Start from today and keep walking. Keep walking in holiness. Keep walking in righteousness. The second thing that Paul gives very quickly is that brotherly love. If we want to please God, let us have brotherly love. Next verse. Quickly. Concerning brotherly what? Love. Someone say, we've gone away from sex now, can relax. <laughs> yeah. Concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. Learn how to love people. Love is not what you say. Love is what you do because of what you are saying. For God so loved the world that he sat, that he took. What did he do? So love gives. Amen. So concerning brotherly love, my advice to you, if you want to please God, is learn to have a giving heart. Learn to be generous. Learn to give of yourself to help others. Learn to, to be nice to other people. Learn how do you want others to treat you? Treat them that same way. If you are in trouble, what do you want your what would you have wished your brother did for you? Do the same thing for your sister who is in trouble. If you were you had an issue, how would you want somebody to help you? Do the same for somebody. Learn how to walk in brother. And, and see, don't count when we say love. You know, when we talk about love in, uh, in uh, Corinthians, it tells you about love is patient, love is kind, love endures, love does not take account of wrong, love does not, is not boastful and all that. All those things are characteristics of love. So if you say you love, then you must practice all those things. Am I talking to somebody? Learn how to be kind. Learn how to be forgiven. Learn how to, you know, Give of yourself. When you are doing it, you are not doing it for the person. So that the, tomorrow, if the person is not grateful, you are not hurt. <laughs> are you with me? A lot of people start in love and then they become very uh, hurt and very upset because the people react in a certain way. Don't react. If they, you did it for God. Move on. Was it Friday went for a somebody's 60th birthday and they were giving the microphone to people to um, say something. And each one had something to say about how this man helped them in their time of need. 
He was there for me. He did this for me. He did that for me. He did that for me. And everywhere at the point they had to stop because if they were to pass the microphone to each and every one, and I'm telling you over 400 people there, but each and every one person had something to say. That is a, a, a life that has been led with love. He's given of himself to others. And I'm challenging you today. Learn how to be a giver. Amen. Learn to love. And when you love, you please God. Amen. And the Bible says that when you do good for those who cannot repay you, you, you credit in your heavenly account a lot of wealth where no moth or thief can go and steal. You, you build for yourself treasures in heaven as you give to the poor, as you, you give of, of yourself to other people. Learn how to love people. 